the van was bearing down on them again. As it drew near, its brights went on, drowning them in a frozen circle of bright light. The brief burst of light confirmed to George that the fuel gauge had reached the danger point. That's all we need, George murmured. What the devil do they want with us? We'll know soon enough, George whispered. The hint of resignation alarmed her further. What did they want? In her mind, she could project the image of her own rape, bear-like men repeatedly violating her body. Perhaps she could save them both by acquiescing. It was another scenario, and she felt drawn to it, preparing herself. She had consciously refused to contemplate the possibility of death. After turning in pursuit, the van again drew parallel and began to crowd the fury onto the road's shoulder. Its high beams lit up the solid wall of forest. There, ahead, Bertie cried. It was a break in the tree line, a narrow road. She could see the outline of tire ruts on its surface. I see it, he shouted, jamming the brakes as the fury drew beside it. Its wheels squeaked and slid as it fell back from the relentless sideward pressure of the van, which was already attempting to decelerate. George pushed the automatic gear lever into reverse and backed up to the road's entrance. Then, flicking the car into drive, he surged ahead, smashing one side of the car against a tree. The impact sheared off a fender. They could hear the van reversing on the main road, and by the angle of lights knew that they were still being pursued. The road was bumpy. Parts of it had softened in the spring thaw, and their wheels slid on the soft ground. Behind them, they could hear the big van's wheels trying for friction as it maneuvered toward them. But the lighter fury was more agile on the tentative surface, and, lights ablaze, George was able to move forward by holding his wheels firmly in the tire ruts. In fits and starts, the fury proceeded into the darkness, making an enormous racket as it rolled over the uncertain terrain. Bertie, who did not have his steering wheel for support, felt the pain of her bones beating against hard surfaces as the car's vibrations bounced her helplessly. Are they still following us? George asked, maneuvering the car precariously. It was not built for this kind of travel. Its clattering noises filled the air, drowning out any other sounds. Breaking the car, George turned off the ignition, and they both listened for audible signs of their pursuers. In the distance, they could still hear the whining sound of the van's wheels as it forced its way over soft surfaces.